just a note on accessibility. From now on, we are uploading music-free versions of each episode. You can find those at our blog, jetpack.zoob.net or jetpack.zoob.net. The blog post for each episode features an embedded player with a music-free version. And you can also find transcripts of a number of our episodes pinned to the top of the blog. Content warning. Discussion of workplace bullying, sexism and rape culture. This story is all about my mother, Judith Anderson, and her comrades. Mum taught at a number of primary schools from the 70s through to the mid-80s when she had kids, and she passed away in 2007. A few years after she passed away, a local socialist involved in teacher union organising for decades told me Mum was involved in the rank-and-file teachers' organisation, or RAFTO, a feminist workers' group in the early 80s. This piqued my interest, particularly as I became increasingly involved in education unionism myself, albeit in the tertiary sector, whereas mum taught in primary schools. She'd raised us with feminist ideals. There was a whole library of feminist books in the house, so learning of her working-class feminist organising shone a new light on that. She'd never told me about Rafto, and of course I couldn't ask her anymore. Reconstructing her life 35 years later was a challenge, and people who knew her couldn't give me any details. I posted about this on Facebook, and a friend pointed me towards an issue of Broadsheet, an old radical feminist newspaper, which is all up online. It's probably worth noting that radical feminism then wasn't quite so defined by attacking trans women as it is now. There are simply no references to trans women in the issue, for better or worse. Mum was one of the first people to pick up and accept my queerness. I tend to think she'd support my more recent coming out as non-binary. Anyway, Broadsheet's October 1983 issue on education and sexism in schools included an interview with Rafto members titled Chalk Talk. My mother wasn't interviewed, but the article was informative. It featured one photograph of a protest targeting the Minister of Education at the annual conference of the New Zealand Educational Institute, or NZEI, in May 1983. When my father dug up a photograph of Mum at an anti-apartheid rally, we realised the beanie she wore in the photo was also poking out from behind someone in the Rafto protest photo. Although we couldn't see her face, the beanie and short stature were unmistakable. It was the only way she personally found her way into the Rafto article. For the remainder, I'll quote highlights from the article. It's an interview with Rafto activists Raygun McDonald, Anne Ballantyne and Petra Den Monkoff. Rafto members were active in the NZDI, the teachers union, and challenged the leadership. A quote from Reagan recalls how the principal of her school policed activism by teachers. Quote, I remember in my first year teaching on 7 March, International Women's Day, 
I decided that we would stage a small, liberating event to give my class a decent dollop of understanding women's liberation. This meant liberating the kids from their school uniforms for the day, and of course what it meant, because I didn't get permission from anybody, was that I was immediately called into the principal's office and confronted by an enraged elderly gentleman. He has been known to reduce women to tears, and I could actually hear the way he was attempting to do it. He was talking, then pausing, talking very forcefully, then pausing, and I could feel myself being totally intimidated. It was only because there was one other person on that staff who supported what I was doing and was also in a position of authority that I survived that year. I haven't done anything quite that disruptive or radical since. Close quote. Anne adds, It gets harder to do because you start off with confidence and faith in what you're doing and you make these allies and then you're knocked back and you start getting ground down and less likely to push forth unless you have support. Primary schools are interesting because the influences that come to bear on children are some of the most important in their lives. At the same time, those influences are the most reactionary part of society. Sex role stereotyping, the kind of stereotyping and narrowing of views that goes on, is more intense in the primary schools. Reagan also recounts smaller forms of resistance. Quote, I put a rape crisis notice on the notice board in the staff room a few years ago and it disappeared. When I asked about it, the principal said he had disposed of it. Now, the original reason I had decided to put it up was that he had told me at the beginning of the year that girls from our school had been assaulted in the nearby park. His message was clear. Nice teachers and girls don't get raped. This sparked off a staff room discussion, which was successful in liberating the notice board. Close quote. In answer to Broadsheet's question about how Rafto formed, Petra says, We were just pissed off that nothing ever happened, and we were never consulted about anything. We knew there were hundreds of teachers out there who disagreed strongly with what the NZDI was doing, and yet there was never any way we could put forward our beliefs or ideas and get them across. Raygun adds, Rafto also grew out of the dissatisfaction with the NZDI handling of the salary case. Stop work meetings were called off by the NZDI national executive. Our interpretation was that once again, these so-called representatives would not listen to us, they wouldn't trust us with information, and would not allow us to take any active part in the salary claim. The majority of teachers are basic scale teachers, and 82% of those are women. Rafto is a true reflection of this, which is why the acronym is sometimes fondly referred to as the Radical Feminist Teachers Organization. We also got involved with the struggle for full employment for teachers, and have been very active writing press releases, picketing, writing songs, sharing anecdotes, because in the final analysis, all this comes down to the type of education that we are being asked to collaborate in, and most of us are parents as well as teachers. 
already secular education has become something of an illusion in this country. We still have corporal punishment. Soon we'll have one type of education for the rich and one for the poor. The poor, by and large, being also distinguished by their brown skins. And concludes, Because Rato, up until now, has had so much work to do, fighting for the rights of basic-scale teachers, the work the NZDI doesn't do and could do, we haven't had time to do what is obviously another area of need, and that is to mount an attack on the system. We need to develop a support system for ourselves as feminist classroom teachers to build up resources, materials to use with children, ideas and techniques, and to consider various ways in which schools can be organised. Until we do break down the hierarchy in schools, we will inevitably go on providing inappropriate models for children, because whether they are sexist or not, they will be models of a non-liberated hierarchy." Close quote. This article is the only concrete evidence I have of Rato's existence, but it is rich with history. I'm still curious about the exact nature of Mum's involvement, but the photograph clearly indicates she was active. Dad tells me she joined Rafto while teaching at Clyde Key School, and then remained active after becoming a stay-at-home mother. As a parent, she played a leading role in the establishment of a playground at Newtown School, as well as an action directly placing greenery in an otherwise grey concrete environment. These actions went alongside teachers' struggles for better wages and conditions. To quote the old song, give us bread, but give us roses too. Saturday morning, I take a turn at the skillet. I burn some eggs, boil coffee, drink a cup, then refill it. I read some pages of the paper, mostly look at the pictures. There's a drip at the faucet, so I fumble with the fixture. We take our own showers, wash our own hair, make our own beds, push in our own chairs. I thought all this stuff would get done for me. A robot moves along while I sit under a tree. I thought we'd control wind and rain, cure all sickness, eliminate pain. I wouldn't mind reading gadgets, to cater to my wishes. Want a self-cleaning kitchens and non-sticking dishes. Where's the end of all freedom disease? Where's the milk and honey seed shattered sea? And where are the crime-free cities? Rockets on the backs so of where are the smooth moving sidewalks? It wears my jet. I have a craft in every drive, it's to breakfast on the table at 6.45. Rocket to the moon and race right back to my holograph and my new jet backpack. Your dreams on a flush mounted giant plasma flat screen. We were gonna live forever with a wish and a pill and the pull of a lever. Mm. Heaven on earth in a god free zone where we all get along and no one's alone. A paradise of plenty where nobody lacks. We all flying around with our own jet packs. 